0: Hello welcome to the LipRo Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the gold Lip Broke. Today my friends is Thur Video Games Day. Combining first A and Video Games is what has happened. They've collided like a asteroid and Earth that destroyed the dinosaurs. Mm, very very similar to that. Something I like to say at the top of every show that may or may not be important to you, but I do it just in case, is to say that there will be spoilers. I will not try to censor myself, because that is difficult, and I abhor difficulty. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million credits. <laughs> uh, no. That is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend, perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, because those are things that helps podcasts. That's what the is. That said, previously, everything that I have said, that is will take us into our last piece of podcast-related business, which is today's sponsor, which is... AlphaCeph Viagra Nano Suit Condom. Once again, today's sponsor is both a grower and a shower. Thank you to them for sponsoring this. This, her Video Games Day episode, in which I have not one... Not two, not four, but three video games to talk about. Yes, living in a land of plenty. I have two PlayStation 3 games and one iPhone game. The PlayStation 3 games, I will just say right off the bat, were, if you are a PlayStation Plus member, free. Free games! Now, not free in the sense that you pay an annual subscription to get free games, but free in the sense that this annual subscription sort of pays for itself after probably about a month of free games. So, you know, well, well worth it. I always sort of sell it a little bit. They're not a sponsor for the show because, well, I've got the Alpha Alpha, Viagra Nano 2 Condom people's sponsoring today's show. So just to let you know, I am not biased, but if you are a PlayStation owner and somehow not a PlayStation Plus member... You are doing yourself a large disservice a large disservice uh what i should do and i'm going to do is hop into game the first crisis three yeah this is the third in the crisis series crisis sort of famous for at least what i remember it being famous for when this came out on the pc a while back like it may even be years ago anyways a while back let's just say famous for having such sort of powerful graphics that nothing but the most powerful computers could play this game on its sort of high settings. You needed like a $10,000 computer to do so. That's one thing I remember of this game. I never played Crisis 1 or Crisis 2. They did something nice at the beginning of this game for people such as myself, which I think may be a few, especially because I don't think Crisis 1 and 2 were available for the PlayStation... I don't think they were, I think they were just PC and maybe Xbox. Anyways, they did a sort of previously on crisis, that that sort of thing, which gave you a little bit of the the backstory of the first two games which I'm going to be 100% Amish with you here Uh, this story I couldn't get into, it was just very very typical video game sci-fi that's uh, I don't know. I, it, it's just a so, so very typical feeling that I, for the most part, ignored the story. So, you know, take this review with a grain of salt as far as the story concern is concerned, because it didn't ever pull me in. Uh, it didn't do things that were, to me, interesting or or felt like I hadn't seen before. It's, it's almost a, a genre onto itself and that is you are a guy in a suit of some sort, be it a suit of armor, well probably in a uh, robotic, mechanical, nano, whatever name you want to give it you are in a sort of suit that protects you from the bad guys a little bit. And that has sort of become a genre onto itself and this is very firmly entrenched in that genre now as far as games in which you are in a suit fighting bad guys this game does it very very well and i did have a lot of fun how about i give my rating of story i'd go like two or three just but uh gameplay was fun i'd probably go four maybe even some some fun five out of five moments as far as gameplay is is concerned which is which is appreciated it is but uh, I think overall, I'm just going to go 3. Crisis 3 gets a 3, Just kind of middle of the road. Uh, a game I know, well, you, you know what, this is uh, actually perfect, because I've said this a Brazilian times on this podcast, I use my 3s for enjoyed while watching, or reading, or in this case, playing, but wouldn't play again. And I, I played this to completion, beat the end boss, and then deleted it from my hard drive. Because I knew it's not a game I would ever revisit. So, a, a perfect, perfect 3 out of 5 example on my rating scale. So, let me give you a, a little eBet bit uh, as far as the story and what's happening in this game is concerned. You are playing someone named Prophet. He is, again, a guy in a nano suit. A nano suit that I think is sort of linked with alien technology, which is always a little iffy, right? Which uh, I I suppose adds a a deeper level of interest than just a guy in a powerful suit. So there is that. I'll I'll give him that. The year is 2047. (laughs) This is a gripe that uh, Adam Carolla has that I think I'm going to start having as well. And The technology that they have in the year 2047 that they are showing in this, there's no way in hell that we're going to have technology this advanced. So why not go like the year, uh, 2347, like jump, uh, 300 years ahead of where we are and then potentially we'll have some of this tech, but, uh, by 2047, no, I'm afraid as nice as it would be, it's kind of ridiculous pretty sure 90 some odd percent of the story is taking place in New York City, a New York City that's sort of, it's got kind of a very post-apocalyptic, uh, the plants have come back and grown through jungly, swampy feel to it. It's underneath a giant dome, um, the dome has something to do with the story, I, I don't know. There's a evil corporation, sort of an umbrella corp, very uh, very much feeling like that, minus the zombies of course. They are called Cell. You're almost, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of, and again, I like this idea as well, waging a war on two fronts. You're fighting this evil corporation as well as these aliens called the Ceph. C-E-P-H, Ceph. Part of the story involves how this evil corporation is using the Alpha Ceph as a means of powering their evil empire. So it's as if they got this giant alien thing uh, and are using it as a battery to power all their shit. So yeah, that's a, that's a story element, sure. The Alpha Ceph is like a queen bee. Or, you know, a good a good analogy you could use is that the Alpha Ceph is like the Borg Queen in that uh, they're sort of a hive mind, which always has that, and we've seen this in video games innumerable times, it always has that sort of feel of the bad guys putting all their eggs in one basket, which is not a long-term evolutionary good idea, because if I take out this queen, that means all the rest of them die, which is just dumb. Accidents happen. Say Say an asteroid hit her on the head, or him, or it. And then, what, that wipes out the entire race? Not a smart idea. Say uh, the alpha stuff stubs its toe, and then it gets infected. Not that it has a toe, or is able to get infected necessarily. And then it dies, and then that means every single other member of the species dies? Come on, people. Evolution would not develop a, a species that would have that built into them. It's just ridiculous. Maybe it has something to do with the technology intertwined within them, or or some such. Yeah, but still, I'll say. Yeah, but still. I have, uh, in my notes, literally written down, story equals, meh. <laughs> so, that, that pretty much st- sums up my, uh, my thought of the story. Uh, yeah, I wrote, story equals, meh, basically save the world, which... Uh, you know, it's a video game. You're going to be saving the world, right? Anything less is just sort of anticlimactic at this point. And this is barely climactic. One thing they've done with the suit, and this, again, has been done before, but uh, they did it fairly well. No, you know what? They didn't do it great. You have the ability to upgrade your suit in various ways, in various skill trees. A little bit. Uh, It's it's really sort of dumbed down. There's only four upgrades you could have at any given time. And by the end of the game, and this is why it's not a very good system, by the end of the game, I had, I think, seven or eight points with nothing to spend them on. No no further upgrades I could spend these points on, which is is not a well-designed system. But still, that slight added element of an RPG is appreciated. I just wish it was uh, flushed out a little bit more. Same with guns. Uh, You had the ability on the fly to sort of take off and put on various scopes or under-mounted barrels or just sort of change out how your gun was laid out. Change out how it was laid out. Uh, And that's fun as well. I, I just wish perhaps a little more flushed out. I think... Where this game shines the most is that they'll set you a task or traveling from point A to point B and there are multiple, multiple ways in which you can, well, I don't want to say a crazy amount of ways, but there are multiple ways in which you can go about completing these tasks. Uh, You can do it sneaky, you can do it guns blazing, you can sort of hack things along the way to help you. Uh, I went with the, what I'm going to call the classic Maywood special. (laughs) And this is what I find myself doing just about in any game uh, where there's options on how you can complete missions. And that is, I'll start out being sneaky. So I'll try to uh, stealth kill all the bad guys and then eventually, because it takes a great amount of patience to be 100% sneaky, 100% of the time, I will get caught. <laughs> I don't know if I could put a, a number on it, but I'll, I'll kill, say, half the bad guys on the map, and then I will get caught by one of the bad guys, and then I'll have to go guns a for the rest. Which uh, I think is good, because it's like the best of both worlds. You get your sneak on, and then you get your guns a on, and both are fun, so I liked it. This game, uh, it's free. So, you know, play it. Why not? Check it out. (laughs) One thing I thought about this is, if you listen to my talk of uh, binary domain, this game is like a rich man's binary domain. So you can definitely see a little uh, time and effort was put into the making of it. And when it first came out, one of the most beautiful games to behold was supposed to be and some such... And uh, a lot of the visual visuals are nice, but uh, nothing really blew me away. I, I think because it's a port of a couple years old game. Okay, so we'll leave Crisis 3 behind for Payday 1. Mm, sorry, Payday 2. Payday 2. Again, free. Did I mention? Uh, I think I did bring back the first payday on this podcast, which is good. Because I don't have much to say about Payday 2, it's almost exactly the same. They've, they've made it bigger, and I suppose a little better, a little more in-depth uh, choice of missions, rather than, I do believe, and my memories are sort of vague on the first one, because I didn't play it to completion, neither did I this one, that uh, you had to do whatever mission was given you, whereas here you have a choice. If you want to break this game down, it is multiplayer, Although you can play with bots, AI-controlled bots, where you are given a scenario, probably the prime example, well, definitely the prime example being a bank robbery, and you have to complete the bank robbery. Uh, The idea is that there's multiple ways in which you could go about it. That's the idea, but I didn't actually find that really being the case. To me, it just seemed like I'd go into the bank, and then for some reason, and I could never understand why, I would be very suspicious. I don't know what I was doing that was suspicious, but the security's sort of suspicion meter would get very, very high all of a sudden just because I was walking around. Uh, it didn't make sense to me. And then he would be like, hey, what the fuck? And then I'd be uh, trussed up in a pair of handcuffs uh, and have to wait for my partners to come in, guns a guns a From that point on, I would just kill anyone who was trying to kill me and go to the bank vault or the safe or to the whatevers and then install a drill. And I think an alternate title for this game could be called uh, Payday 2 Drill Watcher. Yeah, Payday 2 colon Drill Watcher. That's what it's called. Because basically you'll install your drill on the safe and it will drill away. And it it takes minutes, literal minutes, for this thing to drill through. In which you have to, you don't necessarily have to guard the drill, but you will have to repeatedly come back and make sure it's running because it will stop. I guess it heats up and then you have to restart it. You'd think they'd have like maybe a remote control to come push this button. I don't know. So I find myself just repeatedly, and this is all I would do, Let's go into the safe, installing the drill, crouching down by the drill, and then shooting any bad guys that came. And that seemed to work 99% of the time. I I did try it once on a very, quote-unquote, very hard level, and we almost did it. But uh, the closer you get, I think, to drilling through to the safe and opening it up, the harder the bad guys get. So they had like riot shields and were all sort of uh, suited out with almost like bomb disposal unit attire, let's call it. So uh, they killed us. And one of the reasons they killed us, actually, now that I think about it, is because at that time I was playing online with uh, live people. And one of them just sort of stood there. He, he, went, he went by the drill and then faced it and then didn't move. So, me and the three other guys are fighting for our lives, and this guy just standing there did nothing. So, I think that perhaps contributed to the reason that on the very hard <laughs> difficulty mission that we didn't complete it. So, what the fuck, buddy? Standing in the corner doing nothing? And funny thing about that is me and the three other guys who were fighting for our lives died first, and they sort of just ignored him until we were all dead and then just shot him in the corner. So... Still. the fuck, man? What the fuck? Yeah, so then you'd get into the um, safe or the, the bank vault or whatever it was. You'd grab your money, which, uh, when you were carrying, would slow you down a bit. And then you I was going to say run for your lives, but you'd basically jog briskly for your lives. Or, or power walk for your lives. Power walk for your lives? That might be the title of this episode. Yeah, it might. Uh, rating. I don't know. Uh, f- the strange things, the, to me, the strange thing about these pay payday games are that when you describe what they are, that it is a bank heist game, and you and and people online are are completing bank heists. That that sounds like a lot of fun. I just, for some strange reason. They don't pull me in. I don't seem to really have fun doing them. And uh, like with Payday 1, I'll play for, like, I probably played for a good four hours. I didn't complete the game or anything like that. But I do not think I'm going to revisit this game. So, for that reason, I'm going to give it a, I I hesitate to even give it a three. So, and I don't like giving half marks, but I feel that I have to. So, I'm going to give it a two and a half. Two and a half out of five. Yeah, it had to be done. The, the The half mark had to be used, as much as I hate using it. Okay, well, anyway, folks, uh, I'm just about at work, so I didn't have time to get in the last game, which means that I will go into work. I will do eight hours of work, and then I'll come back and we'll just wrap up uh, the the iPhone game, which uh, shouldn't take too long. It's called a Spell Quest. Spell Quest. That means we did which I have just realized, Crisis 3, Payday 2, and Spell Quest 1. It's like I planned it. But I did not. So I will say, as I do, Love you, dearies. I'm a fool to do your dirty Working. 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 And we're back. We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back! We are back. Back. back! We are back! Back in action! Hello again. Well, that was a work day in which I did lots of work. Had a very good sales day. Uh, Funny, actually, now that I think about it, walking out the door, I said to my boss, I says to him, so, you see the sales today? And this is, you know, at 5 o'clock. And he said, no, I I hadn't had a chance to check. And then I told him the sales, which were large, quite large. And he said, you know what? Take the rest of the day off. Keep in mind, this is at 5 o'clock. So uh, I got a good... Laugh out of that, Uh, my kind of joke, even though, damn, damn. Okay, so uh, as I uh, mentioned this morning, one final game, and it is an iPhone game, So probably not a huge, huge amount to talk about. Other than to say, I have enjoyed it so far. I haven't completed it, but uh, I'm having fun working towards a completion. And I think potentially I will actually factually beat this game, which sometimes iPhone sort of pick up and play games. That's not what you're working towards. You're working towards killing some time. But this game is good enough that I do have a desire to try to complete it, get to the last level, Uh, get three stars on each level, a la sort of an Angry Birds, which I think that's something Angry Birds does, is gotta try to get three stars per level. Anyways, the game is Spell Quest. The spell in question is kind of funny, because it's both spell, as in, you know, a magical spell, and then spell as in, well, you're spelling things, using letters. Which is right up my alley, because... The fact that I read about a book a week, give or take, probably less since I started the podcast. When I wasn't podcasting, uh, I've only counted one year, and it was the year previous to my podcasting, read uh, 63 books in a year, which is more than one a week, so I assume it's a little less now. Anyways, that's beside the point, although my point was that my love of reading means love of words, so tend to know some words that is. So so when a, uh, I think it's four by five set of letters pops up, and uh, in order to progress through these levels, I need to find words within these letters and spell them out, then I'm going to have a good time doing so. Reminds me a little bit of a game I actually have called Spell Tower in which it's a tower of letters and you got to spell. That doesn't have any sort of uh, RPG elements like this one does. This is much more in-depth and gamey, whereas that's sort of just a a word puzzly. This is a word puzzly with a game built around it. And so far, so very fun. If this game was on PlayStation and I was playing it on my TV, I'd probably give it a pretty shitty score, but it's on my iPhone, so it's a totally, totally different experience for that reason. I'd give it like a four, maybe even a five out of five. You know what? I'm going to give it a five out of five. Yeah, I hesitated a moment, but then I ran through my brain of other games I've played on my iPhone, and this is one of my favorite I've ever played. So the Room 1 and 2, better than this. I gave those fives house of fives, but this, uh, although totally different, still very fun. Wow, that is a convoluted rating. I give convoluted ratings, but that, that is one of the convoluted-iness this is ones that I've ever given. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if I got my grid rate. Maybe it's 5x5, five five, maybe it's 6x5, maybe it's 4x6. I don't know. It's a bunch of letters on the bottom half of your screen. On the top half of your screen, you're like a, a wizard, Harry. And you're moving from um, left to right. Along your left-to-right progression, you're meeting up with bad guys. In order to beat these bad guys, you ought to spell things. The longer the word you spell, the more hit points you will hit with there. So, uh, a very, very cool idea. They've taken that, which I've just explained, and would be fun right there, and sort of fleshed it out even further, added sort of RPG elements that... You, for example, are carrying up to three books at a time, and each of these books has different abilities that they grant you, and the books upgrade. Uh, You can upgrade your character, more hit points, more defense, more various other metrics. This is all done with crystals. You are collecting crystals. Every time you beat a bad guy, you'll get crystals. Every time you finish a level, every time you complete a level under certain criteria. That's how you also get your stars. Uh, Usually it's beat the level once, one star, beat the level under a certain time period, one star, and then thirdly, beat the level with some sort of hindrance, like say the bosses have twice the amount of damage, or, or cool things like uh, you can only spell letters that start with vowels or, or kind of cool things like that. It, it's always uh, changing it up a bit, and I've uh, I've had great fun trying to beat these levels in all these different ways. So uh, this does something that I think a lot of people maybe frown upon, and that is it's a free game. And you could totally, I could see yourself having fun playing this game for free. But it gives you the ability, if you so desire, to purchase those gems, which uh, people frown upon. Now, I will say, the one reason I wouldn't frown in this particular case is you could totally have fun with this game without purchasing gems. I have not purchased gems. Uh, one thing I did do, and I found there was another game, uh, Ridiculous Fishing. This game and Ridiculous Fishing which I think I also brought back in the Fur Video Games Day, did something very, very smart, and that is rather than spend your money on gems, the the cheapest, it's only a dollar, which I would pay a dollar for this game, so it's like getting the game for free and then paying a dollar. Anyways, the cheapest upgrade, let's call it, is that you pay a dollar and then every gem you get will be doubled. So all that does really is... Makes it uh, half again as easy to upgrade and things as it would be otherwise. And, and I don't begrudge this game a dollar. In fact, it, it almost feels like a donation in the sense that I've had a lot of fun playing this game. You know what? These guys, because of the hours of entertainment they have given me, at the very least deserve a friggin' dollar. So why not get a little something for that dollar that I would probably. Uh, give them regardless. Yeah, it has that sort of feel of it, which I think is very smart. So there are uh, bosses I've come across. Uh, That's one probably, maybe, I don't know if I'd call it a gripe, per se. It's just that when you come across a boss in a video game, you're going to want a little something, something. Like a little something different from all the other bad guys you come across. And the only difference is that uh, they'll usually have more hit points, and maybe they'll have different strengths and weaknesses. Ah, uh, you know what? I, I suppose they are different. I take everything back I just said and apologize for saying it. Oh, boy. Which I think is a good time to end this, because I just ret- redacted, retracted what I just said, so maybe I should stop talking about this game. And that is what I'm going to do. Yay that fact. Yay the fact that uh, I hope you try that game out for the reason it is for free. Spell Quest, it is called. And uh, then if you like it, let me know uh, what your biggest word is. Oh, you know what's funny? Uh, And this isn't funny so much as interesting. But uh, in that game, I mentioned Spell Tower. The, the word I spelt that was worth the most points, I think, in my entire, my entire playing of that game was the word TWEEZERS. Just because if you use a Z, you get a shit ton of points, basically. Same with this game. Uh, it's got that sort of Scrabble feel to it, that Q's and Z's when you can use them, you're gonna get more more points. And uh, I spelt the word TWEEZERS in this, I got a shit ton of points. I don't know if it was my longest word but it was probably the word that has garnered me the most amount of points. So, I just want to give that hint out there that when you're playing Spell Quest or Spell Tower, look for the word Tweezers, because it's worth a lot of money, a lot of points and gems and things and such. Okay, thus concludes this third Video Games Day episode with a little hint for you. Huh, that's, that's something that video game things do, like Nintendo Power, remember that?